This episode of the NFL Weekly Drive is brought to you by Thrive Fantasy. Thrive Fantasy is a daily fantasy sports app for player props. Each prop has a fantasy point total associated with the over or under based on the likelihood to occur. The more points the selection is worth, the riskier it is. Bet on your favorite players or players you would think will have an exceptional game from across the National Football League. Keep checking those prize pools where they have crazy amount of competitions going on. You can win a lot of points off of those and win tons of money every single week. So go ahead, download the app or visit thrivefantasy.com or go to the bottom of the, our page for the link. Use promo code BENCHBROS and receive a $20 bonus on your first deposit of $20 or more. That's promo code BENCHBROS to receive a $20 bonus on your first deposit of $20 or more. My way and watch out as I come Busting in your line, cracking helmets in I bring the pain, so what you gon' do? Stand there and just get shook out your So clean out your locker, I'm out to get ya Cause I just popped ya, you can't take the pressure You might as well quit cause you just can't last Madden 2000, put your face in the grass And your pride in the dirt, so put on a skirt If you come on the field and don't wanna get hurt Just bruised and beaten, all black and blue And it's been like that since Madden 92 Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Bench Bros NFL Weekly Drive, where we recap all the hard NFL action from Super Wildcard Weekend. And we're going to preview the NFL divisional round. It's going to be a great uh, round of playoffs. And then we'll have a little bit of a news talk and then some other things, too. So I'm your host, Wilson Splain. Bobby O'Hara is here. Brandon Farrell is here. Guys, what's happening? What's up? What's up? What's up? What's up? Glad I'm still alive. It's what January, January fourteenth. Yes, we're making it, boys. We've made it. Well, I don't know about making it, but we're we're hanging in. Yeah, right, right. We're closer to the end of the tunnel, but we're still in the <laughs> tunnel. I mean, it's getting close. Brandon's been working his tail off from what he said, right? Mm, yep. Tomorrow's twelve days in a row, boys. Wow. Oh my goodness! My God! Oh, yeah. And I got to work Saturday. Isn't that fun? Oh yeah, I'm working Saturday too. I'll join you on that oh, one. Oh my God! All right, yeah, fly down. We'll work together. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take it. A trip to Florida. Okay. Well, wait. It'd be a trip to Florida, but what am I doing in Florida? It doesn't matter. Anything's better than this cold. Uh, uh, it's cold down here, man. I got to wear a jacket. What is cold down there for you? 60 degrees? <laughs> no, it actually. Let me tell you something, man. It gets different down here when it's, when it's 60 degrees. <laughs> I'm sure it does. It's hey, man. Florida weather can be like. Florida weather can be bipolar, too. I mean, shoot, we had snow in Texas on Sunday. We did. So, so Florida weather is um, you got three layers on in the morning, and then you're down to a T-shirt and shorts in the afternoon. That's that sums that up. Hey, there you go. You're at least you're getting to the t-shirts and shorts at some part of the day. So that's but no, but, but no tan, no tan. Ah, uh, well, it's not happening up here either this time of year. So, hey, man, I think we had this exact same discussion on the regular podcast. But hey, it's a discussion because everyone thinks, oh, Florida is going to be all nice, but it's like, no, Miami's nice. 
The rest of Florida is like iffy. <laughs> All right, we got some NFL action to get into. Um, it is technically when this comes out, it is Friday, so everyone will be ready for the divisional round. But we'll recap the um, the wild card round a little bit too. Um, starting with, I'll just zoom by this. The Bills beat the Colts 27-24. Rams beat the Seahawks 30-20. Bucks beat Washington 31-23. Ravens beat the Titans 20-13. Saints beat the Bears 21-9. And the Browns upset the Steelers 48-37. And the Steelers are having a lot of changes too. The OC is now gone. The offensive line coach is gone. Uh, their tight end coach retired. So that Browns loss is like having a rumbling effect. Um, on that Steelers organization. So uh, Brandon had a little bit of recap on Sunday's show. I did as well. Bobby, what were your thoughts of uh, general wildcard re- weekend? Super oh, wildcard weekend. Um, not too many surprises. Um, the Rams played a hell of a game. I got to give them to it. Give them it. Um, I think that's pretty much when I saw that um, Schottenheimer was out in Seattle this week, I mean, that was pretty much decided in, at halftime, in my opinion, of that game. Um, but other than what that. What the hell happened to that, man? The Seattle's offense just, like, they were all the way up at the high dive and then just jumped right off. Yeah, I feel like the Rams is always a bad matchup for them, too, because they don't really play anything that creative. They kind of just send their guys one-on-one four verticals, they, a lot of that type of stuff. And when you're playing guys who can play a man like Jalen Ramsey and stuff, it's going to be hard. You're forcing the ball into uh, to man, and that's that's a different type of defense you're playing with, not to mention Aaron Donald coming up the middle. But um, other than that, the rest of the weekend went pretty much as planned. I thought the Colts played a hell of a game. It wasn't their fault that they lost to the Bills. I mean, they're getting on themselves. Yeah, they had a lot of chances, but I said it. I'm on your bandwagon. I think the Bills just had the mojo. I don't know why. I don't know what it is. They just seem to be that team that no one's going to want to play because things just keep going right for them. And then as far as the Steelers, uh, I figured the Browns were going to win that game. I think the Steelers have really lost since they've lost Bud Dupree and everyone else. I just feel like they haven't been playing good football on offense, and their defense is a lot more porous than it was in the beginning of the season. Did I miss any of the games? It's like... Dominated Titans. I was the only one on the Ravens on this show. Oh, the Titans. Oh, that that. Well, first off, what a horrible decision by uh, not to go on, not to go on fourth down by uh, the, the Titans. Oh my god. Yeah, that was oh. interesting. In unless play- it was like a tu- unless it was like down at the one yard line, it would make sense. But they, well, it was a touchback punt. It makes no sense at all because you're giving the ball back to the Ravens and your defense. Everyone knows. Is not a good defense. This is not the Rams' defense. This this is one of the worst defenses in the league. Yeah. And you have well, Henry. Well, if the Ravens ain't one of the worst in the league, what? They, oh, oh, you're talking about the Titans. I I got your words mixed up there. Yeah, yeah. The Titans' yeah, defense is one of the worst worst in the league. I don't know. They played pretty good up. in the in the like first 15 minutes of the game. I guess the first first quarter and a half, but. Yeah. Then once Lamar started going, it was just he was zooming on by. And look, the Ravens proved it. Like they don't have to throw the ball in order to be successful. They can run the ball too. They were down 10 nothing. And that was the first time they won being down 10 nothing ever. It was like they were 0-6 when entering that deficit under the Lamar era. 
Yeah, Lamar bailed himself out with his legs again. I mean, I haven't. It's fine. That's a win games, but I haven't seen anything as far as him passing it again. But um, what was your opinion on the way that the Titans decide to play Lamar? Because I was watching that game and I was just saying to myself, I can't believe they're just giving him the space to run and they're not forcing him to stay in the pocket. It seemed like they played a defense that almost forced Lamar out of the pocket and out of throwing the ball instead of containing him in the pocket and letting him beat you from the inside the pocket. Well, they don't have the personnel to have that. I mean, shoot, this this Tennessee Titans team couldn't put any pressure on the passer at all this year. But I wouldn't I wouldn't blitz him. If see it's very simple. If I was playing Lamar, I would not blitz him. I would play back. I would play my linebackers in a spy. I wouldn't want him getting out of the pocket. If you're blitzing, you're keeping him in the pocket. I mean, um, you're keeping him to run out of the pocket. That's what he's going to do. He's going to naturally run. I don't want him running. I want him staying in the pocket and beating me with his arm. Right. They were sending the blitz, but then they were having Kenny Vaccaro come up and play the spy. Right. And Lamar Jackson just found the holes in the line and just went off. I mean, shoot, he did have a couple of good passes, too. The only one pass that was really bad was that freaking 50-yard heave that was like a punt. But, yeah, I I don't know. The Titans kind of went away from their uh, passing game, too. They were just trying to force Derrick Henry to get going, and it wasn't going to happen with that Ravens defensive line, which I said the Clayce Campbell being back, Derek Wolf being back, Matthew Judon, it made a difference, like 40 yards to a 2K runner. And and don't you find it very interesting, because if you looked at what they did in the playoffs last year, they went away from Tannehill, they tried to bury um, Derek Henley down people's throats, and then what happened? They beat the Ravens last year, but then what happened in the KC game? They did the same yeah. thing. KC, not a great defense. You thought you'd see Tannehill passing the ball more. They went strictly to Derrick Henry in that Kansas City game last year, and it, and it bit them in the butt. Yeah, it totally did. And A.J. Brown was having to have a, a hell of a game. Wow, that was a tongue twister for some reason. <laughs> but he was dominating uh, Humphreys the first two drives of the game, and then they just went away from right. that. Yep. Yep. But, yeah, um, I don't know if I missed any other games. I'm sorry. I mean, the Browns just literally kicked the Steelers' ass. It wasn't even close. We were on. We were recording that episode live, and then you know, Steelers yeah. are coming back a little bit. That's going to be the Keels, Achilles' heel for the um, Browns when they play the Chiefs this upcoming weekend. Oh well, but, yeah, their defense is so they they just give up too many comeback, too many points just in general, in my opinion. The Titans game early in the year is what it reminds me of. Yeah, you know. Yeah, exactly. It was the exact same way, except I don't know if we're going to see Big Ben back now because he's going to have a $40 million cap hip, which is huge on that Steelers defense or uh, team. And then they got a bunch of free agents and they're getting a bit old. Yeah. And they already changing. They're already changing their quarterback coach. Um, He's out for a job for OC. Either he's going to probably go to stay in Pittsburgh as the OC now or go somewhere else and try to be an offensive coordinator. So he's going to be gone. I know Juju and stuff said he wants to stay, but I don't think that contract's going to allow him to stay. Yeah, they're um, not going to. They need the money. Yeah, I just think there's a lot of things that they're going to be missing next year. And Bud Dupree, as special as he is, can the can the Steelers pay to keep him too? That's the other question. I don't know if they're going to be able to pay to keep him. Yeah. Brandon, what's your outlook on the Steelers right now after that ass-kicking they had against their big rival? Are we going to see Big Ben anymore, or is he officially done? I think we'll see him again. I mean, 
unless something comes out this offseason of where he wants to retire or he's totally done with football, they don't have anybody to replace him. And they're not going to go out and draft a quarterback. They're, 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 they're such a defense-heavy team. They're going to go out and draft somebody for defense. Um, regardless, they draft a Chase Playpool for the for in the first round this year. It wasn't the it wasn't the first round. Uh, I don't think so. I think it was a third rounder, if I'm not mistaken. I don't know who the Steelers drafted, but I, I can't. I think Big Ben will be back. Um, I think he might have another year or two left in him. But the Steelers, I, I can't talk about that anymore because, like I said, I mean, after reading an article. That was that was high, that was headlined the best worst team in the NFL. It's it's so true, they really were, and and it showed in the playoffs how badly they just got <laughs> they got embarrassed by the Browns. I mean, regardless, they came back, but I mean, that that means nothing in garbage time when you're already getting just slaughtered. Yeah, he had like he set the NFL record for like most completions in a playoff game with like forty eight or fifty. You see how many passes he took? He, yeah, he, he took, took like yeah. 68 or 70. And that's how it's been all season, though. I mean, not saying he's 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 thrown that many times in every game, but they have no run game. They haven't had a run game. So yeah. when you're going in to play the Steelers, okay, they're going to pass all game. And that's what they do. And even when they run the ball, they can't. It doesn't matter what running back they have in there. Um, but I think Big Ben will be back maybe another season or two. Um, but like you guys said, they lost a lot of pieces as far as coaching and cap room for these players. So James Conner is gone too. Yeah, I don't. They're they're definitely not going to be a twelve and four team. At best, they'll be seven and nine. Um, they won't be a playoff team next year. Um, we'll see what Mike Tomlin can do though. Um, but as far as all these other games, I'm pretty sure I predicted everyone wrong. Uh, except for the Bills, no, no, I think I was. No, you you got the Browns right. Yeah, I, I was I was to, I was a hundred percent for the Browns, and I think I think I was the only one for the Browns. Yeah, so I was right on that, but everybody else was a disappointment. Um, the Rams really disappointed me. They were supposed to suck, um, but their defense played really well. And honestly, the Titans were the biggest disappointment for me. <laughs> I mean, I'm not, I'm not, I don't bash Lamar Jackson, but I think the Titans are, were a better team all season. So I think they should have won that game. I don't, I don't know what happened. Their defense stinks. That's what happened. But yeah, yeah I, I mean, mean oh, come on, guys. Derrick Henry couldn't do anything. Come on. Yeah, exactly. I think that team is one of those annoying teams that gets to the playoffs now every year, and they're a waste of a pick. They're a waste of a position because they just go to Derrick Henry. And they just once, pulled. Well, the problem is, yeah, and the problem is once you get to the playoffs, it's playoffs football. The defenses, even if they're not that good, they're still playing a lot harder than they were in the regular season. And now you're focusing on Derrick Henry and can Tannehill win your game. And this is the same thing that people in Miami were saying was when you get to the playoffs or when you get to the important games with Tannehill, can he freaking become that guy that leads you into these games? And maybe it's being unfair to him because the, the coordinators aren't letting him do it. But at the same time, maybe it's because they don't feel like he can. Maybe there is something that finally – maybe they won't want to admit it. But the fact is they built a system around Tannehill, and he's really just not a big-time, big-game quarterback. Well, they don't really know because they keep get, uh, taking the ball away from his hands. Well, I said, I said maybe that's not fair to him because the coordinator's not, yeah. not giving him a shot. And but, that coordinator's getting interviewed for head coaching positions, and you're like, what, really? Yeah. 
Yeah. Well, there's a lot of that what really going on right now with these coaching, you know, things. But that's a story for another day. Yeah. I mean, it's just uh, Tennessee is just when they do put the ball in Tannehill's hands, we've seen it in the regular season, he balls out. I mean, shoot, he was one of the hottest quarterbacks down the stretch in November and December to get the Titans in this position to host a playoff game. Yep. And then yeah. I get it. Derrick Henry's your monster, and that's your like guy. You love that guy. You gave him a big-time contract, but you also gave a big-time contract to Ryan Tannehill. Go and let him be the playoff quarterback. Yep. They, they adjust, but they adjust in the wrong way. <laughs> like They make adjustments that just don't make sense. But uh, yeah, yeah, I it, the Colts too. Like the Colts' play calling was ter- uh, horrific. The Colts had that those. game. Oh, the Colts had that game. Oh, if you told me that the Colts were going to have like 400 yards of offense, not turn the ball over, and and blah blah blah, I think Frank Reich would have been like, "Yep, we're on to the next round." But man, that this Bills team—I don't know what it is. They're just like it doesn't matter how good someone plays against them, they find a way to win. And it, I don't know what it is. Diggs, Diggs is having a hell of a year, but I'm telling you, the Colts—man, they had chances to win that game, and they just—they just let it get out of hand. And and Reich, Reich—if you're a Colts fan, you have to be saying to yourself, "Is this the the guy we want to call plays going forward?" He may be a great head coach. He may be good at the decision making, all that other stuff. But I think late in games, his play calling is just so, so concerning. Why are you having Philip Rivers throw down the field when he, his like strong suit is like the short and mid game? Well, like, that's what doing the long shots. That's been the problem all year, too. You know, he has Philip Rivers. His arm isn't as good as it used to be, but it's not like it's a, it's a noodle. What are the plays he's running? He's running outs. He's, he's playing these out routes. You have to have a really strong arm to throw those out routes nowadays. You have to have a really strong arm to throw downfield. Why are you not making it where he can throw it across the middle on some of these? Make it easy on the guy. Yeah, he's shot putting the throws. That's why they're sailing. And it's That's not why they're like, like over the head like 30 yards, and you're like, what the hell was that? And it's not like they don't have a running game that you know you can do some play action and throw over the middle on. You can totally get some teams to bite on that because your your running game has been great. I mean, we've said it. How many weeks was Jonathan Taylor in the doghouse for? Yeah. I mean, come uh, on now. It's it's really weird. It's I don't know. There's some of the. It really comes down to play calling, like we've always said, and I just think yeah, that's what happens. I am concerned about the Bills this weekend, though. I am very concerned about them because they can't stop the run. And who's who's one of the best teams that runs the ball? It's the Ravens, and it's going to be snowing up there too, from what it seems like. So they're going to be in that for a hell of a day. Oh, I don't think the Ravens are the worst of the are the worst team they're going to have. They they were going to have to face. I really thought the Colts were giving them a, a hell of a time, and that in my opinion they did. Um, and I think the Browns actually could give them a, a run for their money too. Yeah. Well, let's let's get into it. So, like, we'll talk about the ba- the Baltimore Ravens and the Buffalo Bills as the first game um, for the divisional round. Uh, the current weather is 37 degrees, and there's going to be snow. I don't think it's going to be heavy snow, but it says it's calling for snow. It's in Buffalo. So, but the thing I'm concerned about is like every single time the Bills have lost this season, they gave up 140 yards on the ground rushing. So. Mm-hmm. It's going to be tough for them to go up because, like, they're going to be watching that film. The Bills' run defense is horrific. It really is. And I I don't know. Their pass defense is suspect, too. I just don't trust them. They were a top three defense three years ago, and they have just 
kind of been on the steady decline, even with Sean McDermott there. I think he's a defensive minded coach. Am I not? I, I think I'm right there, but they have just like not played sound defense and you're going to have to deal with a very dynamic quarterback with a very complicated run scheme that I don't know if they're going to be able to slow down the Ravens and the Ravens are going to try to keep the ball away from Josh Allen's hands as much as they can. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I want to see what Brandon thinks of this game because he was one for five last week. So maybe this is his golden mine and he gets this pick, right? So you're, you've been on the bills wagon. I mean, like we we've all been on the Bills wagon at some point this season, but are you are you sure this wagon is going to be firm and steady after this week? I've been on the Bills wagon all season. I've been the only one consistent on the Bills wagon. Wes, you made the wagon. I, I totally I built that wagon from the ground up, <laughs> and I've I've, I've been I, I've been doing daily maintenance on this wagon every podcast. Um, <laughs> Listen, I met a Bills fan, and, I, and it kind of changed my perspective, how cocky they are. They have a good season, this and that. But um, I, I, I think they'll beat the Ravens. I, I easily think they'll beat the Ravens. Uh, it's no question to me. I, I mean, Lamar is a, a great quarterback. He can run this and that. But I think the Bills have a much better offense, and their defense is a little more stout. They should, they should absolutely beat the Ravens. I'm still on the Bills bandwagon, and it wouldn't surprise me if the Bills make it to the Super Bowl. All right, Bobby, what do you think? Yeah, I, I think matchup-wise, the Bills are riding to the Super Bowl right now because I think the one team that could oust the the Bills would be the Browns right now, and I think they're getting the the um, the nice little easy ride right now to Super Bowl because I think the Chiefs are going to be able to take care of them for them. They're not going to have to ever face them, and I think that they match up better with the Chiefs believe it or not, then I think they would with the Browns because of the same thing you said. I think the Browns are one of the teams that actually can run a crazy good run scheme against their defense. Yeah. And, and and I think that team could give them problems with that one-two punch. Now, you do have me thinking about Lamar and the running game because of what he does with that. It could give them problems, but I just think the Ravens are so one-dimensional when it comes. I don't think they're – I just don't – think they pass too like consistently enough for me to say they're a good passing team and mm. i think if the bills only have to focus on running the ball and their offense is as explosive as they've been all year eventually the points are going to catch up to the ravens and i just don't think they're gonna be able to hang in that game ravens as a playoff underdog seven and one straight up so that means they win when yeah. they're underdogs Look, it's a great franchise. I mean, they, yeah. they know how to win, whatever it is. It doesn't seem to matter who the quarterback is. It doesn't seem to matter what the team is. They always seem to win in the playoffs when they get there. Um, but I actually do agree with Brandon, and I, and I hope I, I hope I'm wrong. But um, I, think, <laughs> I, 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 I think the Ravens um, are not going to be able to hang with that offense that the Bills have right now. Doesn't the Bills off? <laughs> That offense is just not built for cold weather, which is like, that's very strange because you're in Buffalo. Yeah. Like, remember the Chiefs game. This is a prime example of what I'm talking about. And not, I haven't made my pick yet. I'm still like confident in Buffalo, but I'm not very confident in them. Is that like, if you remember the Chiefs game, they were, the Chiefs were running the ball a whole lot. I think they had like somewhere to like 210, 220 yards in that game. Oh, yeah. But like on the offensive side, even in light drizzle, Josh Allen was having times with his uh, problems with his accuracy throwing down the field. Now, I mean, it is going to snow. 
I don't know how long the game is, but like the same thing with Pittsburgh when it was like drizzling, he was having trouble getting a grip on the ball and the ball was just going all over the place. So maybe that's a thing to watch out for, but I'm a gambling man. The spread is two and a half bills right now. I wouldn't be surprised if it moves to pick them by kickoff. I will take the bills by three, but I, I think it's going to be like 17, 14. But I am concerned about the Ravens offense going off on the run game and just controlling the ball. Like they might have 40 minutes of possession. Uh, I think it's going to be a much high, a much more high scoring game. Um, Bills and Ravens, I mean, they're both built on their offense. So I think it's going to be, I think the Bills will win 32 to 27 or 32 to 24. Um, I just don't think the Ravens are going to be able to to keep up with the Bills' offense. I mean, regardless of the weather, I think yeah. they're still going to get it done. I think it's going to be seventeen twenty eight Buffalo. Okay. All right. That makes me want to take the Ravens now. Shit. <laughs> yeah, we've been pretty bad this year. No, it is good. It's a good point. The Ravens will be there, and then they're going to fall off, and then it's just going to be you know, it's going to be hard for them to keep up at that point. It's hard for me to pick the Ravens after so many like past like they're oh they're so good and then they just bust in the playoffs. Well, the problem is that the the Bills too when they're up they don't stop and they're a cock like we said they they their their fan base right now is cocky because they haven't won and their team is almost just like their fan base. I think when they get up they're gonna they're just gonna keep pounding them and I really just think and if you watch the Bills when they play they don't care like you said they don't have a good running back. They don't care if they if the like the right move would be to run the ball. They'll still be throwing the ball 50 yards downfield on your defense. You'll be like, what the hell is going on? So I just think the Ravens might be in the game. If they start going down a little bit, it's it's over. It's over, buddy, because at that point, they're just gonna keep throwing the ball to digs downfield, and it's you're not gonna be able to stop it. Well, Marlon, I would say the um Marlon Humphreys and Marcus Peters, like they're pretty good corners. So they're they going to be matched up on uh, Diggs and um, Cole Beasley a lot. But now you got John Brown in the mix, you know. And I think Gabriel Davis is better than John Brown. He's good that too. Yeah, but I'm just saying, you got you got those deep threats when they send them vertical, and then you got Diggs. And I mean, who has been able to stop Diggs this year in in in, in an entirety? Really, very true, very true. He he has been one of the best players in the league for 2020, uh, 21. Like, best acquisition by far. I said it all the time. I didn't say it as a bad thing against the Bills or their team. I just think Josh Allen stares this man down on so many routes, and he's still open. Like, like mm-hmm. that's my thing with the Bills. That's amazing to me. Your quarterback on mo- a lot of plays is staring him down, and they still can't stop him because his route running is that dirty. Yeah, he's very dirty. And then Maybe for some reason, when Josh – Absolutely, and I think he's going to get much respect uh, this upcoming year, and people are going to be putting him in the top five receivers. But I will say this about the Ravens. I'm so glad they were stomping on the Titans logo. That was just an awesome moment for me as like a former player. like Because they had that concept of like, oh, Tennessee did this to us in week 11 or whatever it was. Like We're going to come back and do it to them again. Uh, that was a cool moment too. And you knew Marcus Peters was literally going to rub it in too. Loved it. All right, let's get in the AFC game. We have the the other AFC game. We have the Browns and the Chiefs. Browns are 10-point underdogs. Browns coming off an impressive win, their first playoff win since 94. 
And the Chiefs, man, they haven't covered since they played the Jets. So they have been on cruise control for like the past two and a half months. So are we going to see the Chiefs blow the team out or do the Browns have a legit shot at beating the Chiefs? Do the Browns have a legit shot at beating the Chiefs? Yeah. A lot of people are calling for a blowout right now. Uh, okay. So I know I predicted, I mean, you've been asking every week, um, our Super Bowl predictions, and I predicted the Chiefs and the Packers because that's the safest bet right now. But a blowout as in that game, absolutely not. Um, the Chiefs have a, a pretty lackluster defense. They have a high-powered offense. But, I mean, if they could get to Patrick Mahomes, um, the Browns, if they could get to Patrick Mahomes, then I think they're going to stay in the game. Um, I, it's hard for me to say who's going to win, but it's definitely not going to be a blowout. I think it's going to come down to a to a touchdown or a field goal, but I, I I absolutely see the Browns having a chance to win if they're healthy. If all their guys are healthy, I absolutely see a chance of of the Browns winning that game. It seems like they all all are going to be healthy too. Uh, injury report was uh, and the COVID protocol too. They're, so they're going to have their head coach back. So amazing how the COVID protocol, you know, everybody's healthy in playoff time. Yeah. <laughs> all right, that's a different story. All right, Bobby, what do you think? I think I think uh, my buddy Brandon's had, had had a very long season, and it's catching up to him, and he's trying to entertain himself because he's overthinking it. The Chiefs are going to win this game, and it's not going to be close. Absolutely not. Yep. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. The Chiefs are not that great. They're 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 not that great of a team. It's it. The fact is, I I just I can't see a a, a way in hell that the Chiefs lose this game against the Browns. There's no way. Baker Mayfield is just not that, that, that elite. I've seen it many times. He has so many people around him. His running backs are great, no doubt about it. I think, actually, the one strong suit of the Chiefs is the front seven. They're going to eat that run game up, and I just think it's going to be very hard for Baker to play with Mr. Mahomes out there. I don't know that. Chiefs run defense is 21st in the league in yards per game. Wait till the playoffs start, and they have to start playing. Do they? They'll have a great front. Se- they have a better back four than the front seven. I, I I disagree. Tyron Matthew is the best player on that squad. Chris Jones has been very quiet this year. Yeah, he has. But I just I I think they're very porous in the in the when you throw against them. I just do. And then also, the Chiefs, like, when they get in the red zone, for some reason, they can't score. They're, like, one of the worst teams in the red zone, 31st. And the Browns are pretty good at keeping people out of the red zone. at Like, they're number 10 on the defensive side. And it does come down to who's going to limit the big plays. Like, the Browns have to limit the big plays of the Chiefs because that's what the Chiefs rely on. They love those big plays. But... It just comes down to time of possession because when you look at some of these games, like the Carolina game, uh, Atlanta, like time of possession is very key against the Chiefs. You got to keep Mahomes off the field. And the run, I think it's the run game. Like the Browns have one of the best run games. Their offensive line, according to PFF, is ranked first, which I don't really care about PFF. But when it comes to line stuff and line blocking, you can totally see it on tape too that the Browns have one of the best lines in the league. It, from depth-wise and everything else. They had guys rotating in that guard last week. No sacks against the Steelers either when the Steelers were having the sack every week for like 74 straight games. So I like what Baker's doing this year too, 
but it, it can't come down to like the game can't come down to Baker Mayfield and like him having to throw like 50 times. They're not going to win that way. They have to win by running the ball down the Chiefs' throats. And I think it'll be close. I, I really do because like for some reason that stigma of like, oh yeah, they're going to blow out, blow out, blow out. And I've been fading the public a lot lately and it's just been going the other way. Oh yeah, I mean, I don't really care if it's close or not. I'm just saying the Chiefs are going to win the game, and I'm and everyone, anyone else who thinks otherwise, I think is overthinking it. I really think it's one of those games where people are overthinking it. Can the Browns do it? Oh, it's fun to ask that question, but in reality, no, no, they can't. It's very simple. They're not going to do it. If they do, uh, I don't know. Maybe I'll have to make a bet or something, and if the Browns win, I'll do something crazy. I don't know. Bobby, you- normally, normally you and I agree on things, uh, give it, give and take, but. The Browns are going to win this game. I'm saying it now because you're so you're so far off on the Browns. Now I think they have the capability of winning this game. The oh Chiefs, the Chiefs are not a superpower team. Like Patrick Mahomes is not the same. Like he's not throwing 50 touchdowns a game. Like he's they're a vulnerable team, and I think the Browns can do it. They're a big upset this week. So you think the Browns are going to win? Come on, I got to entertain so, us somehow. So so. <laughs> So then can we entertain the fact that I guess according to what I'm saying, then the Browns will get to the Super Bowl? Because I think that they uh, yeah, Bills. Sure, because sure, I think the Bills can do it too. So let's entertain that fact. Here's some interesting facts, though. Uh, Patrick Mahomes has been stacked seven times in the last three games and thrown four INTs in his last three games. Ooh, so, like, big, big, big oof. It, it, oh, yeah. they have oh, yeah. not. Because, like, the Chiefs well, had know, to rely like, on flipping the switch. Miami, but, you know. Sure, but like I'm saying, they rely on flipping that switch. Like, dude, they were in the dogfight against Atlanta when all their starters were still playing. I don't count Week 17 at all, but I when see. all their starters were playing at Week 16, it was a dogfight with Atlanta. I it's just it. like the concern with the Chiefs is like, are they going to be able to flip the switch on at the right time? Because if they my, don't flip that switch, they're in trouble. My thing is, how many points did the Steelers score last week? I, I can tell you. 37? Garbage time. Six. All right. My, 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 my ensuing question. How many picks did, the, did their quarterback throw for the Steelers? True. Four. Five. Four and or five. They how, and they scored how many points? They scored 37. So they scored 37 points, and, the, and their quarterback had five picks. No, four picks. There you go. Four, four picks. So four, but still, four picks, and they scored 37 points. True. Uh, look, but they did put up 48 points. They, they absolutely did. And, I, and again, I just I – don't, I, don't, I don't see it. I don't see it. <laughs> I'm going Browns – or no, I'm going Browns 25, Chiefs 33. That might be a score-gami game. I don't know. That's a unique score, but I, I feel like it's going to be close. Ten points to me is too much in the playoffs, and the Browns are like, yes, it's going to have to come down to their defense making a turnover, but like, it's not like the Chiefs are still like the godsend of the NFL. They're really not. Plus, I do hate the Chiefs. That might factor in, too. <laughs> so, all right, let's get into the NFC side of it. Wait, so you're going Chiefs. Brand's going Browns. I'm going with the Chiefs by like a touchdown. So let's go to the NFC side. Saturday, the first game, we have the Rams versus the Packers. Rams coming off a big victory against Seattle. They'll have to take on 
probably the MVP of the league in Aaron Rodgers in this hot Green Bay team. Uh, right now, there's no snow in the forecast for Lambeau. Maybe a little drizzle here and there, but it might change by game time. Lambeau's really crazy during January. So um, Jared Goff is going to start this game. Uh, John Wolford is out. Aaron Donald is going to play too, but he has a torn rib cartilage. I, I don't know how you play with that, man, as a D-tackle. That's crazy. But um, Green Bay is going to be all healthy too. So is this going to be a good game for the Rams to catch the Packers sleeping or do the Packers wake up from the first round by and just roll through the Rams? Man, you're always putting me on the spot. He has the Skip Bayless side too before he answers every question. I like it. <laughs> Can the just Packers not the crazy – yeah, just not the crazy takes that Skip has, but like the size is pretty spot on. They, I, I definitely don't think they're gonna roll through the Rams. Um, I don't even know if they'll beat the Rams. I mean, the way the Rams played <laughs> last week, I don't even know if they'll beat the Rams. I mean, God, Aaron Rodgers needs to keep playing at an MVP level. I don't, I don't know. I don't know, man. This. I, I was high on Seattle to beat the Rams because of how badly the the offense of the Rams was playing. So I don't I don't know. Yeah. Brandon's just throwing everything out the window after going one and five last week. He's just saying. I, just, uh, I, I can't I can't I can't make predictions anymore. I just <laughs> they're always wrong. Or I, I mean, is this going to be like the NBA where every team we go and pick to go to the Super Bowl they just lose? Um, well, I don't know. I remember I, that James Harden just got traded to the Nets. So yeah. there was a time when we were doing the NBA playoffs in the bubble. It was just like, oh yeah, this team is going right to the finals, and then they would just get smoked, <laughs> be eliminated. But I, hey, do I see? It could be a good game. It could be a good game, Bobby. What do you think? I'm with Brandon. Uh, I'm right back. I, I I missed him on one game, completely off, but now I'm back on Brandon level uh, I actually feel like the Rams are gonna win this game for some weird reason um but then some part of me also says that Rodgers is not gonna lose in Lambo um that's the hard part I don't know if Goff is gonna be enough great goal by my devs um <laughs> I don't know if it's gonna be enough to compete with Rodgers but I do think they will limit Rodgers because he really does only have one type of receiver this year um, I know their tight ends and playing well and stuff, but really, I mean, Adams, if you can shut down Adams, I mean, you seem to be pretty good if you can stop um, Aaron Jones, too. But if Donald can play, I think that they might give uh, Goff a chance to pull this game out of the hat. I really do. I really I think, think I really think it's a pick 'em. I really do think it's a pick 'em. I love the Packers. Yeah. I love the Packers in this spot because, look, they're going to have Jalen Ramsey uh, shadow Devontae Adams, which that's going to be an awesome matchup to watch all game long. But um, that's going to that's going to give away what the Rams do. It's going to be like man to man and Aaron Rodgers being the vet that he is. He's just going to pick apart the Rams defense. And I really don't think Aaron Donald is going to be that healthy. I don't think he's going to be 100 percent. Like 100% Aaron Donald is like elite, but like still like an 80% Aaron Donald is still a pretty good player. I just don't trust Jared Goff in the cold at all. He stinks in cold weather games. Well, that's what I'm dude. saying. It's going to come down to I do think the Rams defense is going to give Goff a chance 
to win that game. Does Goff do it? We've seen many times where he doesn't. We've seen times when he does. I don't know. I don't know what Goff we're getting. Well, the times yeah. that the Packers have lost is that um, like the run game for the other team has gone 120 or more. Like they lost to Tampa Bay, who had 140 rushing yards. Indianapolis had like somewhere to 140 rushing yards. And uh, Dalvin Cook had like the game of his life when Minnesota beat Green Bay earlier in the season, 163 yards. So like if Cam Akers could get that Rams running game going, and the Packers defense has been getting a lot of uh, improvements in December and they were, they shut down Derrick Henry again, like the Titans in that uh, week 16 showdown. So like if that Rams off running game can go, then yeah, sure. They got a shot, but like if they can't and it relies on Jared Goff with that sore thumb that he's going to have to throw in 30 degree weather, I don't buy the Rams at all. I think the Packers win by probably 10 points. Wow. Cause like Aaron Jones is a stud too. And like, you know, the Rams defense is good, but if you keep them on the field and get them a little bit winded, they're not that deep. Yeah, and I think I, it would be a heavy Aaron Jones. I'm sorry, but I think it would be a very heavy Aaron Jones, Jamal Williams type of running. And maybe A.J. Dillon gets a few touches too. Yeah, I think the Packers could definitely win that game. I think the favorite pick would probably be the Packers, but I, I'm with Brandon. I wouldn't be – like I, I do feel like this is a closer game to where the other team could win. Like I feel like this is a closer to a pick em than some of these other games on, on the schedule. Like, if you see that, like, I'm staring at ghost face from Jared Goff, it's a wrap. That's what I'm saying. Unfortunately, you're going to know very quick if me and Brandon were, were wrong and you were right or whatever it is. Because Goff, first off, can't run. So he's stuck in the pocket. So if they get pressure and they know they can get pressure, Goff is screwed. But if they can hold him up and he can make some throws and he's getting people open, I think you might have yourself a game. You see, this is where <laughs> this is where Bobby and I agree. You don't know what golf you're getting, and that's the exact reason the Rams. Like, you don't know if they're going to win this game or not. It's it's going to be up to that defense of the Rams. Are you getting like, are you getting Miami golf when he threw how many freaking picks it was that game and they lost, even though their defense played tremendous? Or are you getting Seattle golf where he came with a broken thumb, never thought he was going to make some of these throws that he was making, and they win the game? I mean, I don't know. Like you, like Brandon said. <laughs> Like, like, I, I don't think right now that, that, that there's such a double-edged sword with a quarterback on a playoff team than this guy. <laughs> I mean, like, one of the – the Packers' secondary is one of the sneakiest secondaries in the NFL. Adrian Amos, like, Jair Alexander, these are all pro guys. And then, like, Darnell Savage is being a freaking savage out there, like, pun intended. So I don't know. I just the thumb concerns me, and Jared Goff is going to have that look like, oh shit, what am I doing out here? Like he's going to have that, and then Blake the boat Bortles is going to save the ramp. No, nah, I'm kidding. I don't think he goes into the game at all. But I like the Packers. Uh, yeah. Okay. I agree. I, I I think the Packers would be the right pick. I just feel like the, the Rams. Like if if you do get good Goff, I think there's a very good chance they win because their defense is going to keep them yeah. in it. I'm going 23-13 Packers. Brandon? Um, 23-13 Packers. I'm going to go, I'll say 27-21. to 21. 
Uh, Packers. How did you get 23 to 13? What do you mean? I, I just don't think the Rams are going to score that much. Man, that's a weird, that's a, that's such a weird score. Um, I think the Packers get field goals and I think the Rams get field goals and I think the Packers will find the end zone more than the Rams. Wow. Based off of turnovers too. I think it could be a seven point game. So like, I think it, I think it could be within seven. Uh, I would say 24, maybe 24, 17 Packers. Okay. All right. We'll do that. I'll give them oh. the home. I'll give them the Lambo leap over the Rams with the with field the, position is going to be big in this game too with these defenses yeah. as well. So. All right, I think the most intriguing game of the weekend: Buccaneers and the Saints. Saints beat them both times when these two teams matched up earlier in the season. One was a complete blowout. That was the last time. Uh, fun little stat for you: when a team goes two and zero against uh, another team, but then plays them a third time in the playoffs, that team is fourteen and seven. So, Buccaneers, Saints. Saints are favored by three. They're at home in New Orleans, so dome game, no weather. Um, whoever wants to take it. I have no idea what I'm thinking of, so I'm going to make my pick right when we make our picks. I don't like either team. I don't think either. Uh, yeah, I'm not a huge fan of either team. Brady in the playoffs, though. I do like that. I like that. I do. I like that a lot. And, the and way Brady's that- in the dome, too. Yeah, Um. but... Then what I don't like is the way the Saints should have lost to the Bears, like if it wasn't for a billion referees' terrible calls the other day. Just from a fair fan's perspective, I think Drew Brees was playing with a different rule book than Mitch Trubisky was last last Saturday or Sunday, whatever it was, because that was awful. Um, just terrible. So you got Brady who gets the calls. You got um, Sean Payton who gets the calls, unless, you know, it's against the Rams in the playoffs. <laughs> I was about to say New Orleans will argue with that. <laughs> yeah, it was the only call they ever didn't get. Um, uh, for some reason, it's like I want to take Brady in this, but the, he hasn't been able to play anything competitive against the Saints. I don't know, man. It depends on if Ronald Jones is healthy too, because I feel like Tampa is going to need a run game in order to beat the Saints. Saints defense is pretty good. Like they proved that last week. I'm going to take the Saints. I'm going to take the Saints. Three times in a row for the Saints, huh? I just think matchup dictates them well. I don't think the Saints are a good team, but, I mean, they ran into the Bears, who I didn't think were for real, and they're going to run into, you know, Tampa Bay, who I don't think matches up well with them. I think they're a good team. I don't think they match up well. I just think it depends on how much uh, Tampa scores because, like, they're going to hog the ball. The Saints are probably going to hog the ball because I'm not really sure what Tampa's defense is. Like, I know they're good, but they don't play like they're supposed to be like a top five defense. Like no. it seems like they let up a lot of plays, especially the short yardage ones. And we know that's how Drew Brees plays in today's game. He just throws a lot of dink and dunk passes to Kamara. Michael Thomas got a lot of action last week and Sanders too. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I just have no idea. I'm on the fence with that. And it's also like, what is, the mindset and like what's the game plan for Tom Brady attacking this defense because both times they played against each other, Tom has just not been really good. They've been trying to throw the ball really deep and it just hasn't been there. 
Right. Right. No, I, like I said, I mean. I think this goes to overtime. I think this is an overtime game. It's not going to be the second time they played when he got blown out. Tampa, right. I, I do think the Saints win. Right. Brandon, you got a score prediction or? I'm just, I, I'm going to go with Tampa Bay. I'm I, I don't. Shoot. I, Damn I'm it. Gonna I was, I'm going to be right. <laughs> no, yeah, I wish, I wish Brandon mind. said Saints. So then I was going to pick Tampa. Damn it. All right. Sorry, buddy. I'll put my money on it now. Thanks, Brendan. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. You're gonna lose your money. <laughs> yeah, this this podcast it comes down to like who fades who. <laughs> <laughs> That's how you really win in this league. Um, I'm gonna go 23-20. Tampa Bay. 23-20 Tampa. Yeah. I think some they, they got to be Todd Bowles is going to put a lot of pressure on Drew Brees. You're a you're a fan of the number twenty three. I'm going to play that in the lottery. Lottery's getting big. It's getting pretty big on both of them. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I I don't know. It's just like playoffs. It comes down to like situation football, and so like not a lot of teams take chances down the field. So it's just. That's 23 is just some sort of low score in my mind nowadays. It wasn't a low score back in like 10 years ago, but now no. it's just like, yeah. You're right. You're right. You're right. All right. That's the divisional round. So anything else? Oh, I mean, we got we can talk about some like coaching situations for like a few minutes. Dougie gone from Philly. Jacksonville going with big old Urban Meyer. I mean, is that a good situation for Urban to come into in Jacksonville with all that cap space and possibly Trevor Lawrence? Uh, yeah. I mean, I, what else do you want as a head coach going on to a new team, right? He's a top quarterback. Uh, well, you know, he's not proven, but you know, he's you know, everyone thinks he's going to be good. Um, most people, and then you have all the picks and you a lot of money, so. Yeah, I feel like there's going to be the NFL stigma like, oh, he's a college coach. He can't win. Yeah, I do think – I was saying this to my dad the other day too, you know, because, um, you know, my dad's all, all you know, from the saving stuff. I just think the NFL is becoming a lot more like the college game, and a lot of these college coaches are coming in at the right time because it's just so much more like college football with these running quarterbacks, these versatile offenses, um, you know, guys who can play multiple positions. It's a lot more like the college game now than it used to be. Yeah. Well, Urban's like, it depends on his staff, like who his staff is going to be, what they're going to establish, who's going to be there that has some pro game uh, experience. That's going to help mentor urban. If he needs it, like urban's there just to be a leader. I feel like urban's there to be like a Joe judge, basically build a culture, uh, be a leader of men and then go from there. Like I think general manager is going to be important for them. Like you're right about the college game. That's why we're seeing a ton of like college scouts getting these general manager spots. I think urban's there to collect a paycheck and doesn't really care what the hell happens after that. To be honest, probably live in Jacksonville, Florida, no state tax too is probably in the realm of like 
12 to 14 million dollars per year <laughs> i think he's like yeah, yeah i'm here to bag the cash and then just it doesn't really matter if i fail it's jacksonville we say that's the problem and then if i do anything better than anyone expected it's jacksonville so the expectations are always low it's a perfect they got, a, they got a pool in the stadium so he could chill there hey i i, I would take it brandon you think he works in jacksonville <laughs> Yeah, of course. I mean, it, it's Florida. I mean, <laughs> Jacksonville kind of sucks, but I think he'll. I think he'll. Uh, I think he'll be good in Jacksonville, man. I think he'll turn that team around. I hope so. That'll be good for the league too. Yeah, we're nothing but positive on this show, guys. You know, we're not gonna say anyone's actually gonna be shit. Nah, he sucks, dude. <laughs> Get him out of here. Yeah, I think he'll be good. Yeah, why not? Sure, he could be good. <laughs> hey, man, he uh he turns around programs. So, like, I think he's yeah. just there just to, like, build a culture and turn the Jacksonville franchise around. And then whenever he wants to go off in the sunset, he could. But just never believe him when he says he's done coaching because that's a sure no-brainer he's coming back. Right. I don't know. Interesting stuff going around the league. I mean, general manager spots are getting filled. I know uh, my team filled their general manager spot, so we can finally go and get Deshaun Watson now. There you go. There you go. Solid, solid, solid. Sounds good. I do have to ask you, on on the scale of Deshaun going to Miami, 0 to 100% Bobby O'Hara. Of it happening? Or on um, of it happening. Oh, um, one. All right, my turn. Zero. <laughs> yeah, I think happening. it's so stupid if they do that. My well, it's stupid if they do it. I have way more respect for Greer right now than if it happened. So if it happened, like my all the respect I thought of him being a good GM would go out the window. Um, and the 1% is just that it's Miami and I never, ever, ever count out a player forcing his way to Miami. So there's that. But I think the GM of Miami would be very stupid to get rid of a possible franchise quarterback, whether he's going to be as good as good as a Sean, it doesn't matter. Cause I still think you could build around them and you're going to give the bag and money to Houston. It just makes no sense. If you're Miami, it, wait, if you're another team like the, like the giants or someone else or whatever that wants to go first round picks, whatever. But I just. Miami gained spent the last two off seasons trying to get those picks. Why would they? Why would they trade it all when they have a guy that I think they could build around on the roster now? It just makes no sense. Yeah, I totally think the same way. Like they spent all that time getting assets. Right, they tore the team down to get those assets. I completely agree. Yeah, I do think Denver's the right spot for him. I'm not biased or anything, but I think that's the most <laughs> spot. Like, listen. Why the hell would you trade with a team that's outside of the top 10 this year? Listen, I want him in the NFC, all right? Send him to the Giants. That's that. Ah, give him the 10. We know how to build quarterbacks. It'll be a win-win. <laughs> get him, get him out of the AFC. Because, look, here, here, I'm going to break it down here. Like, three possible options, Jets, Panthers, and Broncos. Jets, you're going to have that stigma of, oh, it's a terrible franchise. Deshaun Watson has no trade clause in effect, so he's not going to want to go to the Jets. Then you got the Panthers who actually need their draft picks because all they have is CMC, a solid wide receiver core, and then, you know, I don't know. That's pretty much it. So, like, they need young pieces. It seems like Matt Rule just knows what he's doing in rebuild mode. Yeah. Then you got the Broncos. Like, 
you can go and get Drew Locke in the trade. You can get the ninth pick. You can get the first rounder next year and then the second rounder. If Drew doesn't work out, he only costs a million bucks. You can yeah. go and QB at nine or go and get somebody. You're going to have cap room to build draft picks and uh, like free agency or whatever. J.J. Watt is probably going to be gone too, so you get another second round pick. So like Denver's the logical spot. Why the hell would you trade with San Francisco and like get the 13th pick or like the Giants and the 11th pick? Which I don't think the Giants will do that, but yeah, it would depend on what teams are going to give up. I mean, and the oh, and the other thing that then that in my opinion of they're going to trade to Miami. Oh, you're gonna they're going to trade to a team that just robbed them and made a joke of them last time in the national spotlight. They're going to do it again. I mean, yeah. <laughs> I mean, really. I mean, I really. It's like if they're going to trade to Miami, I feel like they're going to go with the intent to rob Miami now back because they looked so bad the first time. So if you're Miami, I wouldn't want to deal with them right now. Yeah, I, I think those are they're going to be the that's probably going to be the last team to get a head coaching job filled. Yeah, like, it's going to no be one wants that job, dude. Well, it's going to be one of the coaches that decides that he just wants a head coaching position and doesn't get um, the job with probably the Jets or the Chargers right now. In my, it's probably going to be one of those guys. Whoever doesn't get the Jets or Chargers job but still wants to coach as a head coach, then they'll probably go to the Texans. Yeah, probably. I'm available, so if anyone wants to call me up, I'm like free. <laughs> oh, man. Staff. I'll have Ant as my strength and conditioning coach, and then Ant can just lecture him for an hour, and then I'll be like, all right, time's up, and then he'll be like, wait, what? 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 <laughs> he'll probably take the whole team bass fishing. The oh, boy. He'll take him on a trip through Oregon. Yeah, Probably. Look at look at how Justin Herbert used to do this. All right, go do what Justin <laughs> Herbert. Damn it! Why can't you be like him? <laughs> All, right. All right. Anything else? Uh, about it. About it. It's hockey season now too, so now I'm balancing two things. Seems like we're all getting like sports drama news everywhere. Pierre Luc Dubois on the trading block. James Harden just got traded. Right. Nothing from the MLB. What else is new? And then um, divisional round football. Hey, it's a great time to be alive in COVID, huh? What a what a time. Hey, it's not, a great. Time. Not when you're a Sixers fan. <laughs> yeah, things are going right in Philadelphia. James Harden gets traded to the Nets. Come on. Well, listen, at least you have a team to root for. So it's not like your team moved out of state. So there's that. <sighs> <laughs> the Nets clearly said, screw New Jersey. You, your state stinks. Yeah. Uh, pretty much. I'm just going to follow hockey because I don't have a favorite team. And What do you mean? The Sixers are good. It. Yeah, but then now, now that uh, – Jay, uh, come on. They were the, – the, the, <laughs> the way the Sixers are built this year, they should be number one in, in the East. And now the, now the Nets have James Harden, Kevin Durant, and Kyrie Irving. Well, no, Kyrie doesn't play gonna, basketball. It's going to be he, ISO. He six games. It's going to be ISO ball. There's only one ball to pass around, guys. Don't worry. It's Don't get too hyped. Ridiculous. They're going to have to start doing what the soccer players do, just diving at ankles. <laughs> get a red card on the basketball know, court. We already know KD's got a bad Achilles, so. Well, two out of the three are, are, are kings of, uh, you know, being choke artists, so you got that. Well, Kyrie's not really a choke artist. 
No, I said I said two out of the three are you know you could say are choke artists. So. Oh, I got you. Well, Kevin Durant's kind of had a winning attitude in Golden State, but that was Golden State. Whatever. This ain't this ain't uh, NBA talk. This is NFL talk. Devils are going to overtime, Wes. What a time to be alive. Yeah, Southward. <laughs> Buffalo just scored, and it's 5-4 now. It's the rivalry horn. <laughs> oh, boy. All right, well, that is it for the NFL Weekly Drive. We're getting off topic, talking about a bunch of sports. Maybe we'll talk Manchester United and Liverpool, some soccer in here. Yeah, yeah, why not? <laughs> That's a Premier League. This is the actual football podcast. But anyway... <laughs> That is all the time we have for today. We thank you for joining us. If you have any comments about who's going on to the conference championships or if there's going to be a big upset, let us know down below. Like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter at Bench Bros. Follow us on Instagram at Original Bench Bros. And follow our website at BenchBrosSports.com. We keep you up to date on every headline throughout the week on those pages. We're available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Anchor, and other media services. Go ahead, subscribe. Check out Bench Bros Sports Podcast where we get into all kinds of sports like we just did there. And uh, we're going to keep going with the NFL Weekly Drive for two more episodes. So, again, thank you for listening. Guys, final say before uh, the weekend starts. I mean, you know, you know how my predictions go. So whoever whoever agrees with me, good luck. You're probably not going to win. Don't put any money on my predictions. But, hey, we'll see what happens. Hashtag fade Brandon. (laughs) (laughs) I say... I'm just going to root for the two teams that the Jets beat this year to make the Super Bowl. So let's go Browns and let's go Rams. (laughs) Do you believe that? (laughs) Oh, you want another Jets stat too? The Jets had more wins in the past six games than the Steelers did. Yeah, there you go. Unbelievable. The Jets should be in the playoffs. What are we doing here? If that happens, the Jets could have won the Super Bowl. There you go. Oh my goodness! <laughs> I I will never see the day the Jets win the Super Bowl. I don't know if how New York would handle it. Oh, well, you know, it's true. It's very true. They'd probably be mad that they won the Super Bowl. No, <laughs> they wouldn't know what to do. Right? <laughs> do we celebrate? <laughs> They'd be furious. Joe Benigno would just be like, what a disaster that was. <laughs> oh, man. All right. That was Bobby. That was Brandon. I'm Wes. We'll see you next time on the NFL Weekly Drive for Conference Championship Week. That's the show. We're out of here.